0: Let's get to it. This is Seppy Podcast. We welcome those of you again inside Studio Z, a familiar cast, the best tandem in the business, myself and Michael Gray. Here on the Sebi Podcast Radio Show, streaming only here on WNSC Radio. And Mike, what's going on, my man, out there in Virginia? How you feeling today?
1: Hey, I'm feeling great, Sebi. It's a it's a great day out here today. Uh, I don't know how the weather is down there in Florida, but it's beautiful out here out here today. And uh, I'm I'm just feeling good. I'm like four days away from graduation. I can't wait. So everything's going good.
0: How about yourself? Doing well, doing well here. It's. Uh mid 70s it's probably going to get high to 90s you know this is high time here in the central florida area so mm-hmm. yeah, things can get hectic let's just get right into it mike um <laughs> this past week in the nba has just been topsy turvy upside down we're going to go ahead and start off and dissect the eastern conference here we'll we'll start off with the one in the four matchup boston and milwaukee after their game 1 you know there was a lot of skepticism about the Bucks and, and winning 62 games in a regular season, kind of like what the Mavs did in 06 when they won 62 games and getting upset by Baron Davis and the Golden State Warriors that right. year, but there was a lot of skepticism saying that we understood that the, the Pistons were a dress rehearsal. Now this comes the mitty-gritty against the Boston Celtics. After game one, there was but boy, after games two, three, and four, there haven't been Giannis Etanokounmpo, right in front of our eyes, is growing. I mean, this guy last night, 39 points, 16 boards, in an emotional game for the Celtics that they knew they had to tie the series. And as as the series shifts back to Milwaukee in the Fizzler Forum. But Giannis and Co had other things. Your thoughts on that series? and and the maturity and the growth of Giannis Antetokounmpo.
1: Well, like majority of sports fans out there, after that game one uh, beatdown that Milwaukee took to Boston at home, I was one of those people that said, here we go again. You know, the first round doesn't count for Milwaukee because that was against a, uh, a, a one on Blake Griffin Detroit Pistons team that we all knew that they had no chance uh, going up against that team. So the playoffs really started for Milwaukee in the second round, no matter who they had to face. And um, after that game one loss, it looked, it looked bad for Milwaukee, but you're right. Giannis has grown up in front of our very eyes. Yesterday, I'm not even going to lie to you, Sebby. Yesterday, I saw a killer instinct in Giannis. I saw a killer. I saw a killer instinct in him to not let the Celtics off the hook. And it didn't matter that they were up two-one going into Game Four. They wanted to not only get one game but get both home games. And um, I was wrong, Sebby. I was one of those teams that said. I was one of those players that said Boston. Uh, was, was guaranteed going to the finals. I feel like they had the most talent, the most depth, the best coaching in the East. Um, but right now, they're not playing like it. They're not playing like 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 the team that I... Like, they're that not, I, Mike. I envisioned, they're not. ...that I envisioned, and um, Ky- Kyrie has been off these playoffs. He hasn't had the playoffs that I expected him to have. Yeah, I expected him to be dominant this playoffs, um, and also as far as facilitating and getting others involved, and that just hasn't been the case. Now, other guys have not... I have missed, missed plenty of shots. Other guys have uh, have not stepped up as well. Jason Tatum has hit one three this entire series. Al Horford hasn't hasn't been as sharp offensively as he's normally been. Uh, Gordon Hayward hasn't uh, come on as as well as as we thought he would have by by this time of the year. Terry Rozier um, hasn't 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 performed as well as either. The bench only scored seven points in the last two games uh, at home. You know the, the the bench is getting thoroughly outscored by Milwaukee. It's like every time Milwaukee assists Giannis to the bench. They have no drop-off. They, they, the, the Bucks continue to come at them with knockdown three-point shooters, and they're just playing a better – they're playing like a better overall team right now. And this is gut-check time for the Boston Celtics. The series isn't over technically, but in my opinion, this series is over because I don't see the Boston Celtics winning three straight games. But you're right, Milwaukee has grown up in front of our very eyes after that first game, and Giannis has been absolutely unstoppable. Al Horford outplayed him in game one. But ever since then, uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo has been, has the, been man, sensational. the man in this series. He's been sensational, Seth.
0: He. he has. He has. And there's a lot of things that can go into the series. We can start off with Kyrie Irving saying that, hey, this is why Boston came out and signed him for moments like this. Well, my brother, you're 19 for 62. and then, and, yeah, and I mean, you've been struggling thus far. And a lot of that has to go... With, with what Milwaukee's doing. I know uh, Kyrie's struggling, but um, George Hill, and we'll get to him, George Hill and Pat Connington, and you're right about the, the bench thoroughly outplaying Hayward, Terry Rozier, and Morris on that bench. Uh, 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 but George Hill and Bledsoe, the job that they're doing containing Kyrie Irving and forcing them to difficult shots has been, um, it has been something special uh, to behold. And, and we knew that Milwaukee... Was the number one ranked total defense in the NBA? We just didn't know they were this good. Right. I mean, the, these guys are stifling. Yep. Now Giannis as their anchor, uh, probably in, in the discussion for defensive player of the year. And you got Brooke Lopez the rim protector, but Bledsoe and and uh Bledsoe and uh George Hill can get to it. George Hill brings that veteran leadership that's been around in the playoffs all those times with the Spurs and that run with LeBron James last year with Cleveland. So he brings veteran leadership. And then you've got an underrated two-way player in the game in Chris Middleton. Chris Middleton is a Celtic nightmare. I'll tell you this, Mike. Chris Middleton is the type of dude that Celtic fans fear because they fear him more than Giannis because obviously he's the more pure, he's got the more pure game. He's got he, he, he could shoot I'm the sure mid-range right, game the right. turnaround fade the the three-point pull-up i mean he has been a Celtics a nightmare and defensively what he can do against um ones through through threes you know he's vers- his versatility that can guard guards as well as small forwards as well so milwaukee it looks like a complete team i mean they haven't won a chips in 74 but man i mean They've got all of the making and the recipe to really go far. Now, to the Celtics' point of the equation here, like you said, it's gut check time. Kyrie Irving, you know, you went down 3-1 and you came back. All due granted, you had LeBron James, but this is on you. You said that you wanted your own team. You got your own team. And you said that this is what Boston signed you for. Well, where are you? Where are you? I I personally believe you're one of the top eight players in the world we need to see that type of Kyrie Irving step up and frankly you know the odds are against you you know it's 238 and 11 that's right teams that are up 3-1 are 238 and 11 obviously Golden State did it against the the Thunder you know a couple years ago Cleveland coming back against Golden State in the 2016 LeBron James... Houston did it uh, against the
1: Clippers. Um, uh, right, right. There, yep. That's
0: right. You're exactly, against the Clippers with DeAndre Jordan and Blake Griffin. So it's possible. Yep. But, I mean, does this Celtics team have the making for that? I mean, we're looking at this team right now, and we're just shell-shocked, like, of, of what's going on. They're not buying in defensively. Boston is a defensive team. Right. And they're not buying into what, what Brad Stevens is telling them. You see... Jason Tatum complaining after calls, jogging down the floor. You look up; it's a basket for Giannis. It's a basket for Connington, it, it, and it's just been, it's just been downhill for this. And I, I'm anxious to see how Boston re- responds to this. I, I don't think they can, but I'm anxious to see what's going to be happening in Game Five and on there for them. Um, now, when, when we should, when we look at the other matchup, the two-three matchup. With Toronto and Philadelphia. This is a big win for them. Uh Kawhi Leonard. We'll get to him later on um, oh. on our segments here. But Kawhi Leonard uh just put on a show in that game for 39 points, 14 boards, and five assists. Leading that team. Mike, <laughs> let me not say what I gotta say yet. Uh but Kawhi Leonard, unbelievable. Uh Pascal Siakam, doubtful for game four, although he played He wasn't 100%. Kyle Lowry's been non-existent. I've come to the realization that Kyle Lowry's a regular season guy. Anytime you need him a postseason, you can't find him. And you look at what Massey Jerry did trading DeMar DeRozan for him. Look, I mean, now it looks like DeRozan wasn't the problem. It's Kyle Lowry that was the problem. He's been non-existent. But Kawhi Leonard to the rescue The claw has just been phenomenal in this series, averaging 38 points on 62% shooting. (laughs) Let me say that again. He's averaging 38 points in this series on 62% shooting against the Sixers. Now, this is a Sixers team that, what have we known about this, Mike? Joel Embiid's health issues. If I get a healthy Joel Embiid, okay, I'm going to give them more than a puncher's chance to beat this this, uh, Raptors team. But on an every day and in an every game basis, I don't know what I'm going to get from JoJo and Joel Embiid. Dominant in game three, 33 points and 13 boards. Game four, only 11 points on 35 minutes. Uh, uh, Joel Embiid, you are you claim yourself as one of the more dominant players in the, in the league and perhaps one of the more talented centers um, overall, yourself and Jokic. So you got to play like that. There's no way for you to play 35 minutes, although you're banged up, and have 11 points. You got to get to the foul line. Jimmy Butler's has been great in in this series. Jimmy Django has been excellent in this series. But you know what they did? In the fourth quarter, they switched. They put Kawhi Leonard on him. He went two for seven in the turnover. Yep. So, the Toronto Raptors, I think that's the the notion of this series, Mike, is the the Sixers had a chance to really put the Raptors under Wadi here. But what Kawhi Leonard not only did save the Raptors series, to me, but also gained back home court going back for game five uh, tonight. Your thoughts on that series, and what do you think in the best two out of three?
1: So, you're not lying about Kawhi Leonard. I mean, we're, 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 we're literally watching greatness in front of our eyes. Sebi, if it wasn't for the greatness of Kevin Durant and what he's doing right now, Kawhi Leonard would be recognized as easily – the best player in these playoffs, with what he with what he's doing. But I I love watching him play. I love watching his game. This series, this series has been back and forth as I thought it would be because Philly has the the starting five wise as far as roster. They have one of the best rosters and starting fives in the league. But Toronto has one of the most versatile starting fives in the league. But what I mean by that is they can throw different pieces at you at, at any given time and. The, those pieces are effective for you uh, for, for a series. Like for example, you have you have Kyle Larry, you have Pascal Siakamu, who's, who's my most improved player this year. You have a Kawhi Leonard, a Marcus, and um, and you just you just have pieces where everything everything just falls into place. You know Danny Green, Danny Green, and defensively, this team what what, what got into them? They defended defended well in yeah. game.
0: They did. They defended in game four. They did.
1: Mm-hmm. They 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 defended very well in game four and they, they 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 got they got after Philly. They didn't make it easy. Cause game three it was easy. whatever they wanted to. It was it was a night it was a nightmare for uh, Toronto on the defensive side of the ball. It seemed like every shot was 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 easy for them. Barely any any shots contested. And but what was game, different in game three
0: them. and game four, Mike? I, that I noticed this game three a lot of transition baskets and, yep. and what what Nick Nurse. And the Raptors setting game four is, okay, we're going to get back and we want to see how you guys do on our half-court defense. And, and can you run your half-court sets against them? And that was definitely difficult for Ben Simmons in that
1: offense. I think another key for this game for the Raptors was Sergi Ibaka. Serge Ibaka on the defensive end, blocking shots, uh, getting 12 points off the bench, nine rebounds, shooting an efficient 50% from the field. I, I think, I think he, was a, he was a big piece for them. Also, I think holding Tobias Harris – to only two to two for 13 from the three-point line and seven for 23 from the field was big as well because, you know, Jimmy Buckets, Jimmy Buckets had a great game. But outside of Jimmy Buckets and J.J. Redick, it wasn't really no uh, consistent support, you know, from him. And, and I think I think that's what it was for them. Kawhi Leonard was absolutely sensational. When they needed him most, he, he could do whatever he wanted with them. Philly has had no answer for him the entire the entire series,
0: series. And, the, and the
1: only way Philly wins this series is that the others don't contribute to what Kawhi Leonard is bringing to the table and don't help it, and don't help um, him on the scoring load if if Kawhi Leonard is getting help along with the way he's playing that Philly can't beat this team okay. because because it's, it's just too much Kawhi Kawhi and, and the Raptors are too much for them especially if Joel Embiid is having a bad game which he's had for three out of the four games that they played
0: Right. And and, and and again, we go back to health concerns with with Joel Embiid, you know, on an every game basis. Brett Brown came out, and uh, although people are, are taking this and blowing this out of proportion, saying that, oh, he threw his star man under the bus. But he's telling the media exactly what Joel Embiid is texting him like Joel Embiid can have a great game today. Go home, f- sleep on, wake up the next day and feel Abysmal, you know, uh, this is a guy that you on an every game basis you don't know how bad the pain on his knee, the back, it's always a thing with Joel Embiid. It, it's and it's a different thing, it's a knee, it's a back, it's an ankle, you know, seven foot three, a giant like that. And and the key, Mike, as well, is he doesn't take care of his body. That's been a thing that uh, a but, Philadelphia medical, um, team and, and the medical team with the franchise kind of helped them as well is to look at his diet, and, and try to get him in the best shape possible. So that's another concern because you need a a, a dominant Joel Embiid, especially in this series because, you know, Ben Simmons is limited. Jimmy Butler is having an exceptional, exceptional series, and I commend yep. him for that. But the other guys, Tobias Harris, you were traded from the Clippers here. You've been non-existent in this series. In fact, you've been getting cooked by Pascal Siakam and Kawhi Leonard on the defensive end. And then, uh, uh, you know, J.J. Redick has been streaky with the three-point shots. And so, and, and of course, they're already lacking depth in bench. And so, react right. ask yourselves what is going on. Now, on the other side, hey, I, let, let's put this out here. The Raptors haven't been stellar themselves. You know, Kawhi Leonard has. <laughs> Kawhi Leonard yeah, has. Yeah, exactly. But, exactly. you know, Pascal haskins has been banged up. Let's see what happens in game five. Kyle Lowry he still needs to show up. He did play good after that first quarter. And and their bench, their bench, this is one of been the strong suits all year long for this Raptors team. The bench with Van Vliet and Co. They have been irrelevant in this series. So in game five, it's crazy to think that the Raptors can even get better than what they've done thus far. And Chevy, Chevy, I, forgot Van,
1: I forgot Van Vliet played for the Raptors. it's it's been an APB out for him I I don't know where Van Fleet is it seems like he's lost in this series I'm really, and I I love Van Fleet I love Van Fleet because I love what he brings to the table on both sides of the ball I just gotta see him produce
0: definitely gotta see him produce and the jury's on out for a must win game 5 game Fives, 76% of teams who win in game 5 ultimately goes dead and wins this series. When we come back here, myself and Michael Goy, we shift gears to the Western Conference: Golden State and the Rockets in a collision course, as well as the Nuggets and the Blazers. Probably one of the more underrated and entertaining matchups in these postseason. Your podcast radio show, streaming only here on WNSC Radio. Hi, I'm Fanny. I'm Cecilia. I'm Joanna.
1: And I'm Alwyn Jr. And we are Precise Tax and Accounting Services in Central Florida. And we would love to give a special thanks to SEBI Podcast crew for keeping us up to date with everything sports during this busy tax season. Do you find yourself overwhelmed by the changes in our new tax law? Or would you just love to have the peace of mind that comes with dealing with a well-informed professional? If so, reach out to us for any of your tax, accounting, or small business needs and be sure to let us know that SEBI Podcast sent you. Thank you.
0: We welcome you again back here on the SEBI Podcast radio show here. Mike, the Western Conference, the Rockets and the Warriors. The Warriors look seemingly in command after games one and two. But as the series shift to the Toyota Center in Houston in H Town, James Harden has been, you know, has has gotten whatever he wants. I mean, James Harden, uh, we we all know he is iso ball personified. Uh, they're they're trying to make Steph Curry play in pick and rolls and try to drain him defensively. So offensively, that can wear him out. And the right. strategy that Chris Paul and James Harden has done. And then the key the fact that this is serious in game three is this it's again, Tucker. This Ooh. guy, Tucker, has been everywhere. On the glass, on the board, Capella. Games three, out rebounding the, the Warriors by 13. Game four, out rebounding them by seven. James Harden. I, <laughs> that's a bad man when he gets going. James Harden. I mean, he's got the filthy stuff, Mike. He's got yeah. the handle. He's got the step back. He's got the the, the driving. And now and, and, and now, I, I, what I see from James Harden is the Utah Jazz in that first round series, they forced them a lot into becoming a driver and getting that teardrop, that floater in. And he says, okay, you're going to give me that. I'm going to work on that, and I'm going to take advantage of it. You see them guarding James Harden and force him to drive and hitting that teardrop. He has gotten everything he wanted anywhere on the floor, step back, and and, and, and I mean, sidestep, whatever you want to call it, the step daddy, James Harden has been unbelievable. Unbelievable. Now, I mean, on the opposite side, Kevin Durant himself, I mean, you want to talk about how the Raptors can't guard, I mean, the, the Sixers can't guard Kawhi Leonard. I don't think the Rockets have found an answer for Kevin Durant. Although, yeah. Tucker has been Excellent in what he does as well. Kevin Durant. As soon as he said that, y'all know who I am. He's been on a mission. 36 points. astronomical thus far in these playoffs here. Steph Curry, he's got to step up. He did well, yes, last night. 27 points. But even to Steph Curry's standards, 27 points isn't good for him. So, when you look at this series as it shifts to game five, who has the upper hand here? Because you know, they're both in a collision course. James Harden is starting to get going. He's starting to figure out what Igadala, Green, and Klay Thompson is starting to do with them defensively. And then Kevin Durant, seemingly, there isn't any answer for him unless Tucker's guard.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, Right now, with the momentum, you have to say that Houston has the upper hand. But going back to Golden State, it's gonna to be tough. I, I love. I love, Golden State coming off losses. They're one of the best. They're one of the best teams in the league because they know how to. They know how to come. They know how to come back, and they know how to lock in. And especially at home, it's something about playing in that Oracle where they just they lock in. Steph Steph turns into a whole different player. KD we already know what he's gonna do, and Clay Clay's gonna hit shots. So as good as as Houston has played, and they played tremendous. And I love this version of James Harden that I've seen this uh, these last uh, two games. Because he, in these last two games, he's not relying on the referees. He's actually going out there trying to initiate offense and, and going to score the basket, and and, that, and that's what I love to see. You're not worried about the foul calls, but he's knocking down shots uh, at a more efficient at a more efficient rate. He's come up big when they needed him most, and and, and he's he's playing exceptionally well. Now you're absolutely right about P.J. Tucker. Sebby, is it safe to say that P.J. Tucker is like the uh, uh, Houston version of a Marcus Smart or a Draymond Green? No doubt, no, doubt, no he's, doubt. He's he's like the grinder of of their team. He, he gets those offensive. Uh, he fights for those offensive rebounds. He fights for those extra possessions. He's a he's a pit bull on defense. I heard I saw something. I saw a quote on ESPN today that was very accurate about the Houston Rockets. They have a lot of pit bulls and middle linebackers on their team. They have grown men that that will get physical with you and beat you down and wear you down. And that's what the the key. That's the key to defeating the Golden State Warriors. You get physical with the Warriors. Those shots don't go down as frequently as they used to. Right. You, 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 like, like you said, you put Stephen, Stephen Curry, in those pick and rolls. Those three point shots don't go down as often as they used to. Yes, he had a solid game yesterday with thirty points, um, and shot an efficient twelve for twenty five. But he shot four for fourteen from the three. Right. So, so it's, it's, it's certain aspects in his game that I'm still seeing. I'm still seeing how he's getting wore down by this physical Rockets team. And if they can, if the Rockets can bring this physicality on the road. They have the upper hand, in my opinion, because of the momentum. And I think they found a, a certain formula on how to beat this team. Because the way James Harden is playing right now, and and, and the way Eric Gordon is playing, Chris Paul, and has been playing solid as well. Eric he Gordon has, has been
0: defense. an X factor in this series. He and
1: Yeah, Eric Gordon's scoring has been very, very effective for them this, this series as well. Uh, Austin Rivers coming off the bench with his physicality defensively and his ability to knock down shots. I, I'm, I'm liking what I'm saying from him. Also, I like what I'm saying from Iman Shumpert as well in his limited minutes. In his limited minutes, he's doing a, a great job. His sole job is to be on Steph Curry. Your sole job is to bother Steph Curry. We know how good of a perimeter defender Iman Shumpert is, so he knocks down some shots here and there, but his sole uh, role is to, is to bother Steph Curry as much as he possibly can. And he's done a tremendous job in limited minutes. I'm liking what I'm saying, but you like like you said, going back home in that Oracle, I expect I expect the Golden State Warriors to still win this series, but it's good. They're gonna to have to fight every single fight for it, every single close. This is not gonna be an easy easy boat. These ne- these next couple games for Golden State. If they want to win this series, they're gonna to have to earn it every step of the way. Because the Houston Rockets are right there. They believe they have the confidence and they have the team and the physicality in order to to, to beat them. So I definitely I definitely see the the Warriors with an advantage because they have the two games at home, but that physicality that the Houston plays, that they can bring it on the road, it could be dangerous.
0: It can be dangerous indeed. Two X-Factors for the Rockets, P.J. Tucker and Eric Gordon. Typically when both play well, the Rockets play well. On the yep. opposite side, Draymond Green for the Warriors. Typically when he plays well, pushing the pace um, from made baskets or uh, running the offense from the elbow, getting near triple doubles or even triple doubles, that's when the Warriors nearly become impossible because that's when Clay, KD, and Steph Curry's cooking because they are the recipient of those assists. So look for those three guys in the next game five, six, and potentially game seven to potentially do some damage to decide this series going into the conference finals in the Western Conference. And then when we look at the Blazers and the Nuggets here, Whew. Jokic, <laughs> you know, I mean, hey. Joel Embiid, I mean, you got, you got, you got, your contemporary right now, Jokic, is balling out there in the Western Conference and there aren't the injury issues with him. Joel Embiid may be dominant, but Jokic is right there in his own way as dominant. But Mike, yeah. I, I don't know if you see this. Nikola Jokic, is he ever too fast? in what he does is he is he ever like rattled or is he ever in too fast of a pace i i see that he's always at his own pace never too fast and never too slow you know right. what I'm saying orchestrating the offense we've never seen this we've always seen a point forward ben simmons lebron james right the only difference is we've never seen a point center ever right. in, in, in the history of basketball there has never been a center that skilled that big that talented bringing up the floor and we're literally telling you we're running the offense through you and you run the offense for us. And that's what Mike Malone's team and the Denver Nuggets are doing. Just like they did against the Spurs in game four in the AT&T Center. They go on the road, they show grit, and they pull one off with a triple double. I'm going to throw you a stat here, Mike. And their first playoff series ever. It's Magic Johnson with five triple doubles, Jokic with four, and LeBron James with two. That's an elite company. That's the type of company that Jokic is in. In his first ever playoff series, ever. He's already has four triple doubles, one shy of what Magic did in his rookie year entering the league, and Jamal Murray. I mean, you're... A, a, we got to say what he and Harris has done defensively against Lillard since game one when he had 39. Because as of late, Lillard has been struggling. And that's yeah. where C.J. McCollum has been the recipient of that and, and been balling. But the job that he's done offensively, being the emotional leader of the team, and then defensively, what Harris and, of course, Murray has done, neutralizing. You're not going to stop game, but you can neutralizing him and forcing him to difficult shots and difficult situations has been huge and as this year shifts back to the Pepsi Center for game
1: five uh, who's got the upper hand here? Sebi this this is one of those series this Denver important series right here this is one of those series we're going to be talking about 10 years from now no matter who the winner is because these two teams are so elite and so similar in style of how, they, of how they play how they go about it. So you're absolutely right about Nikola Jokic. Nikola Jokic, Joel Embiid is probably the most dominating big man in the game. But from a skill set perspective, Nikola Jokic is probably the most skilled big man in the game right now. What he can do as far as facilitating on the pick and roll, knocking down shots, uh, getting to the hole at will, Nikola Jokic is special. And he showed it again, and they showed that same grit that they, like you said, they showed that same grit that they showed in that game for against San Antonio. Uh, last series, they showed that same grit in this game. Coming off a of four overtime loss, less than forty eight hours prior to that, so you're absolutely right. I think Denver has the upper hand because they're going home and they love they the, the way they play at home, and that altitude is absolutely amazing. best
0: in the NBA, but Mike. Best in the NBA, best home record in the NBA.
1: Easy, without question. They they love to play at home in front of in front of their home crowd, and but this, it's, that's hard too because. Portland has shown that they can beat them in Denver. Portland has shown that they can play hang with them tough in Denver. And the way that Portland is playing right now, I don't see I don't see a scenario where they can't go on the road and steal a game five. You know, it's that this this series right here is so neck and neck, so even and so competitive between young stars on the rise that it's so hard to pick pick them with this game. I really, to be honest with you, I really don't know who has the upper hand. I, I would give the slight edge. To Denver, just because they're at home, but the way Portland is playing right now, they can easily steal this game five, or possibly a game seven if it came down to it.
0: Definitely, definitely. There, uh, this series is is, is neck and neck and and uh, pretty much a toss up here, uh, for this series. CJ McCollum, on the other hand, uh, you want to talk about one of the more oh, exclusive really? back courts. I mean, this brother, especially what he did in that in the regulation going into overtime in game three, drop pouring in 41. CJ McCollum has come to play, and he has yes, had an excellent series, especially picking up the slack for what Dame has, hasn't done in Games 2, 3, and 4 uh, for the Blazers there. But going into the Game 5, I'm going to give the edge here to the Nuggets, and here's why. Denver showed shown me something. That, like, again, I want to go back to Game 4 against the Spurs, and Game 4 a couple nights ago, Pacific Northwest in uh, Portland. There, they showed me that they can go on the road and win ball games, and that's scary because if you're a Denver Nuggets fan now, I mean, you're you're excited of what they're doing now. Imagine the future. Jokic right. just signed in a massive extension. Jamal Murray's gonna get his money. You I expect mean. Harris to get his money. I know yep. they gotta they gotta make some some stuff, you know, here and there with um Millsap's contract, but you gotta be excited, Michael Porter Jr. He's oh gonna be back next year. I, he hasn't even a lot, the court yet. Oh my goodness. Mike, one scout told me, one scout told me that he's Durant-esque. Uh, yeah. Now that's in that's enticing. I they, agree. they told me he's Durant esque, and then you're gonna get in a healthy Isaiah Thomas next year. So the, the, the future for the Denver Nuggets is better. But what they're showing right now is they're showing the maturity for a very young team going on the road and hostile confines and winning ball games, And that is scary to me. Yeah. After 48 hours ago, playing a quadruple overtime, right. and you would think that that would take a huge toll on them. They would let down and just look forward to game five. No. They, 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 Mike Malone says that this team refuses to quit, refuses to lose, and I'm starting to buy in to the grit of, of this Denver Nuggets team. I mean, Jokic. I mean,
1: he's not all bubbly and smiley all the time. He's got some nasty to him. Yes, you say, he does. Mike? Yes, he does. He absolutely does. And just and when I why you absolutely, I see that killer instinct in him as well. He didn't have the best scoring game, but he had that, He had a triple double. And you're right. You're absolutely right. Jamal Murray. I'm not gonna lie, seven. Jamal Murray is special. He He's good. Is special. He's, He's really steady. good. We we, on, we live on the East Coast. I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't get to see a lot of Denver games this year. So I, I didn't know much about Jamal Murray coming into these playoffs. But he is special. This is He's a good. special talent. A brother that's not scared at the moment. He, when it came down to it, that, those last uh, few seconds in the game, and he was at the free throw line to ice the game, he knocked him down with ease. Matter of fact, yesterday I read a story saying that his father, growing up, uh, uh, blindfolded made, made him shoot free throws blindfolded.
0: In order Mike, to, here's a stat in the series: 18 for 18 from 18 the foul 18.
1: line. 18, and but the brother special—he he, he used to shoot these not blindfolded with uh with the silent with the fake me out home crowd. So he's he's prepared heavily for this. He has been battle tested over the years for for this moment, and he's showing up. This guy, you're right, he's going to get his money, and he's a future superstar in the making. He he's yeah. a special basketball player. John Calipari in Kentucky. Play.
0: Coach Cal and Calipari said this is a guy
1: you wouldn't want to pass up on him. How did he go third? We're unsure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah man, it was it was special it's special, man. I, I love watching this team play. You're absolutely right. The toughness that they showed, especially Jokers. Jokers played the most minutes out of everybody in that full overtime game with 65. And he came out there and he still had a great game. Every uh, young legs, like these young legs were unfazed. They, they 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 don't know what they don't know. They've never been in this moment before. The second round of playoffs, down two-one. So they just went in there and they played free, and they played they played for each other and together. Will Barton hit some big shots in the fourth quarter when Portland was coming. Was was a, a trimming the lead down. It's just a total team effort from this team. Like they have grit from all over, from the bench, from the starters everywhere, especially in the coaching staff. This is a tough Denver team, and you're right. They probably do have the edge, but Portland is Portland is right there. Portland is just as tough as them, and that game could have easily went either way to Game Four. But I, I definitely, this Game Five is going to be everything. I, I feel it, like it, it's it's see a ball. it's definitely
0: going to be an epic, an epic Game Five, um, in the Pepsi Center between the Nuggets and the Blazers here. And you want to talk about something scary, Mike? You're right. When you're young, you don't know what you don't know. Yep. That's a scary game to play. Yep, you never been here before. There is no pressure on you. Uh, you, the, the bright lights are. you're not expected to do much there aren't expectations and you're just playing wild and free that can be a dangerous team for a young team that is starting to boost confidence towards potentially a conference final berth. that would be their first conference final since 2009 with who? Carmelo Anthony Yes, yeah, sir <laughs> folks when we come back myself and Michael Gray get in an intriguing topic that you might not want to miss out. You're listening to the Sebi Podcast radio show, streaming only here on WNSC Radio. And we're here inside WNSC radio myself and Michael Gray Mike I'm ready to say the best player in the world the best player in the world is the one that's got the great mittens and the braids out there in Toronto Kawhi Leonard to me and you're hearing this first is the best player in the world and here's why Mm. this brother my man (laughs) No, no. I, I look. Look, we haven't seen LeBron James play in these playoffs, and rightfully so. But last time we seen LeBron James, he was he was showing signs of decline. I mean, you can't say that he's fully declining, but we expect next year for him to either be in midway towards the season, passing the torch as the best player in the world or giving it up in the beginning of the, uh, of the year and I expect that that torch will be passed to Kawhi and Nicole will not only score on you on offensively, offensively but will guard the Paul George of the world the Kevin Durant of the world the Jimmy Butler's of the world and stuff like that remind you he switched switch on Jimmy Butler in game 4 in the 4th quarter 2 for 7 including a turnover that, in- and take a I, look. I, I saw a lot of his games coming out of college in, in San Diego State. I knew he was great defensive. Mm-hmm. We didn't think he'd, he'd be this. Right. Probably I probably don't probably. even think Craig Popovich thought he'd be this. Right. He had this with him. He's already a Finals MVP. He's already a two-time Defensive Player of the Year. That's right. He's only one of two forwards to ever win that. That uh prestigious award. That being him and LeBron James as forwards to win. Uh, well, LeBron James having won defensively. I'm sorry. He's the only uh, forward to win that twice. Excuse me. And, and and uh you know, just the impact that he does. I was looking at that game four. They were throwing bodies at him. Tobias at him, getting cooked. Jimmy Butler, who's known as a defensive pro, uh, a stopper, getting cooked. Ben Simmons, who's got the height and the size to, to body with him but doesn't have the foot speed to to stand by Kawhi Leonard. He's getting cooked. And I had to realize to myself, wow, we may just be seeing the best player in the world. Now, hey, Kevin Durant is in that discussion. All of a sudden, if Giannis starting to get a jump shot, we've seen him hit a couple in the Boston series. Maybe he makes a run at that later on. Anthony Davis, he's never been to the postseason, but perhaps he's got the talent to become the best player in the world. But to me, I want to say, and you heard it from me, myself first, Kawhi Leonard, the best player in the National Basketball Association.
1: Well, I can't argue. Kawhi Leonard is special. Kawhi Leonard is is, is one of the best players I've ever got a chance to witness in life. And we haven't even seen Kawhi We haven't even seen all of of Kawhi yet Mike, he's only
0: in his eighth season Right
1: He's (laughs) He's still got a long ways to go So I love watching Kawhi On both sides of the basketball Because he brings it to the table He brings that killer mentality to the table Every time he steps on the court But I'm not going I'm not wavering away from Kevin Durant Kevin Durant, in my opinion Is the best player in basketball right now Kevin Durant is so lethal. His skill set is absolutely amazing. What he can do from seven feet. Seven, you know, he grew up over here in the DMV area. We used to watch this brother in high school pull up from half court like it was nothing. He was one of the few players that ever that, he was the only player we knew at seven foot who can pull up from half court and it was okay because it was cash. This brother is special. I love easy money sniper. an easy money sniper <laughs> for for a reason, and it's no fluke. I love his offensive game. I love what he's brought to the, the, the defensive side since he's brought the came to Golden State. Because defensively, and it's not that he couldn't play defense in OKC, it's that he took a lot of possessions off. But when he got to Golden State, he started to play a lot more defense, and he's shown that he can play as, as effectively on both sides of the basketball. But what he can do on what he can do on the offensive side? Oh my goodness, the skill set is special. Now Kawhi Leonard, Kawhi Leonard, in my opinion, is the number two. Because Kawhi Leonard, they're both efficient. But when you hit 62% shooting in a series, oh my goodness. That's just, that's absolutely, and it's averaging 38 points per game. And nearly averaging 40, N- right? Nearly averaging 40, <laughs> like Kawhi, you're right. Kawhi is absolutely special, and he's clutch. These are two clutch players. It's, 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 so, it's really a pickup. I cannot fault you. Going with Kawhi Leonard because I understand where you're coming from. In my opinion, Kawhi Leonard plays a lot like Michael Jordan. I see a lot of sim- similarities to Michael Jordan in Kawhi Leonard's game. The way he's able to palm the basketball and, and dunk it with one hand, like with ease. The way he's able to pull up uh, fadeaway fadeaway jump shot, uh, the, the pick up three. He's a be- he's a solid three point shooter uh, as well. And it's just it's it's especially when we're watching with Kawhi and Perkins came out and, and stated that
0: Yeah. Kend- he's, Kendrick he's... Perkins came out and stated that but but here, here's where I differ I mean I, I think the game is similar to Michael Jordan but I think he's Pippen-esque but just with a better offensive game right I think he's, he's more Pippen because Kent Pippen used to sit on defensively I mean yeah. <laughs> you know, It ain't easy he's game by, up by 90, Scottie he's, Pippen yeah he's picking up playing the players
1: 94 feet right it,
0: it, exactly and I think that you know a Kawhi is a better version of Scottie Pippen. What Scottie Pippen couldn't do, taking his heights, taking his game to new heights, to new level. That's Kawhi Leonard to you. He's got that old school mindset. You know, he's still got the the uh, the braids. Who, who rocks the braids anymore? You know, unless you don't play for the Miami Heat, of course. Uh, but you know, he's he's got this old swagger to him. He he drives a 1997 Corolla. or all the money that this man's got. He's old fashioned He's old school He doesn't like to talk He lets his game Talk for him He doesn't complain With the calls um, He makes a mistake Next possession He's gonna make something uh, You know Outstanding It's just a, a Pleasure to watch him And I I think he should Stay in Toronto But Obviously My prediction he will be in the Clippers But yeah, Kawhi Leonard I think his game Mirrors more to Pippen than Jordan Per se
1: I agree with that because I agree with that as you said because of the way he can defend and the way and the way he's a sniper on that side of the ball. But you like you said from an off- offensive perspective, he's a, he's a better scorer than Pippen was. But I see exactly what you're saying as far as as defensively because they mirror each other defensively. Kawhi Leonard is a is probably the best two-way player we have in the game right now. As far as Kawhi. perhaps ever. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Perhaps ever, you're absolutely right. And and the way he can guard from the, on the perimeter and guard inside, he's he's special. Is special. So I understand the pivot comparisons. Um, and and, I'm, and I trust me, I do not fault you at all for going with Kawhi Leonard because it's that neck and neck for me. But well, I'm not going away from that sniper and Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant is a different type of sniper. And to be honest with you, if it wasn't for, if, you, if he if if it wasn't for Steph Curry and Klay Thompson on his team, he would he be average. He might average 40. <laughs> you know, so I, that, that's just where I'm at with it. But I definitely understand the Kawhi. It's really neck and neck. But I'm giving the slight edge to Kevin Durant.
0: Definitely there, myself and Michael. What do we know? we're just giving our picks mike's gonna go with kd and kevin durant i'm not gonna blame him for that i'm a huge kd fan as well kind of mirror my basketball game towards him but i'm gonna go with the claw and kawhi leonard but let us know what you think let us know what you think on who ideally is the best player in the world as lebron james seemingly seems to be in decline of his national basketball association career And this is Sebi Podcast. You've missed some of our recordings or some of our episodes. Have no fear. The Sebi Podcast experience is still here. You can check us out at our website at sebipodcast.info. Again, that is sebipodcast.info for any of our audio segments on Spotify and iTunes and some of our streaming visuals on our YouTube website and links there at sebipodcast.info. Some cool merch. If you want to DM us and send us all of your email requests, we'll be sure to get them here on the Sebi Podcast Experience. And remember, folks, whether you're listening on air or viewing online, Sebi Podcast is wherever you go. And that is the slogan.